0: If the Lord does a miracle for you, that miracle it is to point to the salvation of your soul. I want to challenge you tonight. No any miracle will ever happen to you if you do not help your salvation. No any miracle will happen. If it will have nothing to do with helping your salvation, there is no miracle that Jesus would do that will not benefit you spiritually. The Bible says, when they crossed the Red Sea, Miriam went into serious worship there is a song of miriam in the bible when she went into serious worship the people of israel in sackcloth they bowed and worshiped god it's so easy when things are moving well in your life That you may easily forget that it is God's doing. And you may begin to think, oh, this is, things are moving well now. I have a message for you. We're not an NGO that are just here to distribute answers. Oh, I have this, I need this. We are here on heaven's mandate. To lead you. To eternal life. The Bible says seek first. His kingdom. First. That's what we do. To help you discover the kingdom. And then it says "And all these other things you need shall be added. So if what you're looking for will not move your spirit, will not move your faith, there was no miracle in the Bible that happened without a purpose. Why did Jesus multiply bread? There was a need. There was a need. There was a congregation. Followers of his ministry were hungry. So Jesus had to work a miracle through the one who had little. If God has to work with your little money to multiply it, you must be willing to have a reason for the congregation, for the church. So the Bible says that there was one who had a few loaves of bread and few pieces of fish. He didn't work this miracle with everyone, but the one who had little. And it was not for this person, it was for the kingdom, for the congregation. And when the miracle happened, everyone was fed. The Bible says there was, there was so much surplus, so much that remained. I want to say this to you tonight. The reason why we're here it is not just to help you because you we're feeling sorry for your sickness. I've said this to you several times. God doesn't feel sorry for your situation. He can only have mercy. Trust you in me. He has put two ways. He says choose. Die in ignorance or live in knowledge and faith. So you may actually be wondering, why when I go around, I see so many people who are poor. Why is God not helping these people? You may actually feel sorry because God has no jurisdiction. There is no any jurisdiction. God has no any intervention on the affairs of the earth. When God was creating the world, he put it plain and clear. He said, let us create man in our image and let him have dominion over the earth. Let him, not let us with him. He said, let him have dominion. Not let him and us. He said, let him. So all affairs on the earth, man is responsible. God will never come on earth and do a thing. Only until you invite him to do so. He will never that is in your hands. This is why Jesus Christ couldn't come as God. Flying in the air and coming in the world to start healing people and intervening on the affairs of men. No, it is not possible. God will never do that. So what was supposed to be done? He had to come in a form of a human. So that he can exercise the authority as a human. Because as God. He is not allowed. This is why the devil cannot leave where he is and come to your house and touch you. He can't. Because he has no power and authority to do so. This is why the devil will look for someone, some person, and enter into that person. This is why he is not He is not a spirit. He's not. The devil is not a spirit. He's a spiritual being. He's a spiritual being. He was created. Not a spirit. He's a spiritual being. So this is why he will enter someone to give you problems. Because he himself cannot come direct and do it. I want to show you a very important thing today because there is somebody here today who will get this right. So the devil has no jurisdiction. So what did the devil do? He knew, I have no jurisdiction or whatsoever on earth. The same way you cannot interfere over matters of the atmosphere. You cannot go to the moon now, and to the the star, and start fixing it, to say it's not sitting well here. No. You can't fix it, because it is another area. You can't even go in the water now, and enter the water, and say, ah, this is the way it is moving in this direction, I when I change it, it must move. The way the river is going, this I want to move it so that it can change. God has a lot of things. He made them in order. He will never come on earth and begin to, to say, I'm feeling sorry for this woman. He has no right on earth. He gave that right to those who received him. He gave them power to become sons of God. And authority has been given to you. It is not God's. It is you. He has given you the power. So you cannot be thinking now like, oh, so um, why are people hungry? I don't know why, why, why is God is silent about it. Why is God not helping these people? God has raised you. To become a giver to the poor. It is not his authority and place. So when we are praying, when we are sensing something in our lives that is not moving well, so what do we do? We now invite him. Because he he only comes under invitation. You didn't hear me. He only comes under what? Invitation. Invitation. So somebody asked me a question. He said, "Uh, so why can't I just pray alone at my house and God answer my prayer? I said, even me, if you invite me to an occasion, I'll ask you who and who will also be coming. That's how you invite great people. You don't just say, I'm inviting you to this ceremony. No, you tell them that apart from you, we have also invited this one and this one and this one and this one. Then they they make, say, okay, I'm also coming. Then they say, you are the guest of honor. Or the guest of honor is so, so, so. You need to understand what the Bible speaks. Check your Bible here. That God only moves in heaven when he sees 24 elders. Bowing, then God becomes so. Then the light shines. When he sees the elders... The 12 sons of of Jacob and the 12 apostles, 24, when they begin to worship. So even God doesn't just move anyhow. Do you understand that even Abraham in heaven has a special package? He owns part of heaven. That even Jesus gave a parable. He said there was one man who was rich and one man who was poor and they both died. And the poor man was in the bosom of Abraham in heaven. In heaven, Abraham has his own bosom. That some people will go and live in his bosom. So, 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 look at this. So, can you imagine? Can you imagine a conference? You're inviting God. You want him to come down. Like tonight. So the Lord looks around and say, "Who and who is involved?" The people of Israel cried for 400 years. They needed deliverance from Egypt. There was no deliverance. When Moses just appeared, the story was different. The story was different. So, God will descend, come down through women of God, through men of God, and use them and sit upon them. Because he has no right just to interfere, anyhow, in affairs of men. No. So, he sits on his people. So it is these people that he uses because he cannot just come directly and begin to touch things because he never said he does that. His authority is in heaven. On earth, he uses you. He uses this one. He uses that person. He uses that person. He uses that person. So the Lord will never manifest without choosing somebody because God He's so powerful that he actually just in, he's just be on the throne. Kings come and go. Queens come and go. But he sits on the throne forever. As I said, God will not come and interfere in your marriage. He will never interfere in your sickness. You have to invite him to come. Everywhere in the Bible where you heard God appeared, He was invited. If he was not invited, there was one person who he was sitting upon and he would come to talk to that person. He wouldn't just go to the house of Jezebel, himself the angels, to go there and then begin to cut the bodies of Jezebel. No. He said, anoint Jehu. I want you to sense in the realm of the spirit. Sense. Whatsoever has been holding you down. Whatsoever has been standing on your way. Has to live by the order of a prophet tonight. And I want you to hear this statement very well. And very clearly. As I did mention before. That the reason why sometimes you may be praying and be praying and you feel like there is silence and god is quiet sometimes god comes down when he sees certain people he has anointed being in the midst of you and together calling on his name it's a different story altogether hear this and i want you to hear me very well when i say god will deliver you tonight I will take you through some elements of deliverance. Number one element, deliverance from evil men, evil people. These people, the devil, he enters them so that he can mess you up. Sometimes, actually, you may not know what I'm talking about because you are blinded right now. Because some of the people the devil is going to enter could be your own friends, the people you know. Your own boss, your own partner, somebody that you may even not think about, the devil may possess them to mess you up. You need God to deliver you from their hands. In the Bible, in the book of Psalm 140, from verse 1, Deliver me, this is King David. This man was anointed by God, and God said he's a man after my own heart, but he was praying for deliverance. He said, deliver me, O Lord, from evil men. Deliver me, O Lord, from evil men. Preserve me from violent men. Verse 3, they have sharpened their tongues like serpent. Others, poison is under their lips. So what is he talking about here? These evil men, their weapon is their tongue. They are preparing to say something, to lie, or to insult. Their weapon is their tongue. He said, oh Lord, deliver me. Okay? Number two, let's just check this out. 2 Thessalonians 3, verse 2, 2 Thessalonians. Okay, And in that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men. He says, for all men have not faith. It's not all people you see who are saved. So this Apostle Paul, he says, so that God, see the scripture, he said, and that we may be delivered. This is Apostle Paul. This is Apostle Paul in the New Testament. He's talking of deliverance. Now, second element of deliverance we're dealing with now is trouble. Somebody said trouble. Troubles. You see, the devil can oppress you with trouble. Normally, when the devil brings trouble to you, he comes using demons. Okay? Demons of frustration to frustrate you. So he raises up an alarm and causes a trouble in your life. But praise be to God, we have the power of deliverance tonight. Oh, Oh, glory be to God. Any trouble you are facing, God will deliver you tonight. Hear this. In the book of Psalms, in the book of Psalms, oh, thank you, Jesus Christ. 32. Verse 7. In New King James' vision. The Bible says. You are my hiding place. You shall preserve me from trouble. Huh. NIV. It says what? It says. You are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble. Karakatuja. Good news. I want you to see the word deliverance there. It may mean to protect, it may mean to preserve. You are my hiding place. You will save me from trouble. The word deliverance can mean protection, can mean to be saved, can also mean to be preserved. I want you to see that. So when I say deliverance from trouble, there could be trouble waiting for you at your workplace. In your business, in your marriage, in your ministry, there could be trouble waiting. But God can save you from that trouble. He can protect you from that trouble. He can deliver you. Some of you are already in the trouble. God will take. He will deliver you out of that trouble. Raise up a hand. And say in the name of Jesus tonight. Deliverance upon my life. In the name of Jesus, every trouble out in the name of Jesus